0: Or I'm just gonna start it right now. Joe Spadoni, Stephen Langford, Black Hole Sundays. It's been a while. Had to take a couple of weeks off, but we are officially back. And in those couple of weeks, the timing was a little bit poor because the Raider season came to a close after a very exciting finish. But the Raider season is over. And Joe, I was thinking of you know a, a topic to go into this and. The, the the most simple way I could phrase it is how do you feel about the Raiders season? Like what do you consider it to be? Because I was just going to say list one word to, you know, think of one word to describe the Raiders season, but this season needs more than one word. One word doesn't do it justice.
1: I got two words overcoming yeah. adversity. That's what it is. I mean, that's, adversity if you were just gonna give me one word yeah and they conquered it because you just think about the beginning of the season they start off so hot three and0 vibes are good as we like to say here. Vibes are good <laughs> in the locker room but we've seen this before in the past and then they start losing they lose on big to the Chargers on Monday night football and then everything started to kind of spiral out of control Gruden gets fired. After that whole thing. Mm. Uh, Resigns, I guess. Doesn't really get fired, but he resigns. And then vibes are good again with Passaccia. Henry Ruggs kills someone, goes to prison. Vibes are back down. Vibes are down for a while. And then they just kind of... I don't want to say eked, but kind
0: of. There's just their gritty performances <laughs> okay. against Nick vibes, Mullins. Vibes were, f- vibes were so far down. I was All time that, low. I was calling that loss to the Chiefs the worst of Derek Carr's career, and I'm actually going to stand by that. Yeah, it was pretty yeah. bad. It I'm was
1: still a really bad loss.
0: I'm yeah. still going to stand by that, but we were at the point where we're talking about Derek Carr's future, and I think we still had four weeks left to go in the season. <laughs>
1: It didn't look good. You got an interim coach who just kind of looked in over his skis at Passaccia. Yeah. And, yeah. And then they, f- you got Nick Mullins because the Browns got hit with COVID. You won that game. You got your division rival Broncos with Drew Locke, who stinks. And uh, <laughs> that's my best dining. I give myself a three there out of five.
0: Ooh, good work. Um,
1: then you win that game. And then it's like, okay, then we got the Colts. We're not going to beat the Colts. Like, the Colts are really good. MVP candidate Jonathan Taylor. Carson Wentz has been – Good for the most part, they went in there and won that game. It's like, oh, okay, if we could beat the Colts, we could make it. Yeah, and then you're watching that Sunday leading up to it. It's like, oh wow, the Jags beat the Colts, all right, Ravens. If you just beat the Steelers, we're in. Ravens couldn't do that, so it came down to the Chargers. Nearly ends in a tie, but the Raiders win that game after a Justin Herbert onslaught in the late in the fourth quarter. They almost eked that one away. So just overcoming adversity are the two words I think of when I think of this Raiders season. Unbelievable job by Bisacci and co. Unfortunate now, we'll get into that a little later, that doesn't look like Bisacci is going to be the guy for the job. Yeah. But I just shout out to him, to Derek, the whole team for overcoming all of that adversity of Gruden, Ruggs, and co. Just unbelievable. I'm, I'm, overall, I would actually, this is, season was a success, I would say.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's that's what I'd consider it to be. I mean, you want success to be defined as, well, you, you maybe make it to an AFC championship, possibly make it to the Super Bowl. You get yourself a couple of wins within the division, uh, within the playoffs, within the divisional round, and whatever. But this one, you got to define it uh, by different circumstances because of everything that happened. It's not very normal uh, what happens to teams like that. And by the way, I'm just... I'm looking at that Chargers game toward the end and that that drive that Justin Herbert had to tie the game toward the end to tie it 29 to 29. Dude, I don't know if we're making enough about this. 19 plays, 83 yards in two minutes and six seconds, two minutes and six seconds, 19 plays. How often does that, that's That's got to be the most plays ever ran in that short of amount of time in the history of the NFL, and I'm that's not like joking. An,
1: that's like an anti-Kyle Shanahan drive where they have like <laughs> those 19 plays that take up a quarter, but this yeah. one was only two minutes because they just kept throwing it instead of running the ball.
0: So it was just... Whoop. And Spadoni's line just dropped. I'm sure he'll be back in just a second. 19 plays, two minutes and six seconds. That's unheard of and I was going to ask Spadoni until his ass wants to get back on the stream. There we go.
1: I was mid a thing. And then it's like, Oh, your internet went out. How do I have my internet out when I'm at a station that all relies on the internet, but I'll save that for another day. Oh Um, boy. Yeah. Oh boy.
0: Um, But where was I? I was talking about, I lost before that, that last drive, the final drive to tie the game. Herbert completed
1: completed like 54th downs. It seemed like they had fourth and forever. And then they had the, the fourth and, The game, because there was like two seconds or left or whatever, it was inside 10 seconds or five, and Mm -hmm. they got a touchdown. It was like, oh, here we go. The ultimate choke job from the Raiders again. Luckily, uh, they win the toss. History, Everett Carlson goes down. Or no, they don't win the toss. They won the toss?
0: Uh, They did.
1: I'm misremembering it. They missed it. Yeah, I'm, it bring, back, I mean, I'm got bringing up a game back. from a couple
0: of weeks ago. It's bound so, to happen.
1: Yes, yeah, so they got the ball back. Carlson goes down. Don't play for the tie. Or it seems like, uh, maybe they will. Maybe they'll run it. And then and then it's like Staley and Misashi. Anyone going to call a timeout? No? Maybe. Oh, and, then, and then they ended up calling the timeout because Jacobs got the first down. By the way, Josh Jacobs, he finished that season really great. I think that, that was really huge for him. I'd be interested to see when this new regime comes in, whoever it is, if they'll extend him, um, you pick up that it's last year on his option, I'm pretty sure.
0: Yeah. Yeah. yeah it's it last
1: is. year on his option. So I'll be interested to see what they do with that. I mean, he was hurt for a lot of the season. Hopefully Kenyan Drake's back at the start of training camp. Um, mm-hmm. but yeah, man, just a wild, wild season that unfortunately ended in Cincinnati. But that went down to the end too. I mean, you gotta yeah. give him credit there, just coming up short, just I wasn't happy about how that ended throwing short of the goal line from Derek, but it is what it is.
0: Yeah, he started in, – in, speaking of Josh Jacobs, he, can, he looked like the Josh Jacobs that we're used to seeing, which is a guy who has a high number of average yards per carry. He is the bell cow. You give it to him more than 20 times. You're feeling pretty good about where you're at in the game. It, uh, we were worried about Josh Jacobs at the beginning yeah. of the season. That's a good point, man. In The first half of the season, we're just thinking after that Ravens game. Even then, when he scores a touchdown, he's coming off limping already. It's Week One. How's this dude going to last the next seventeen games or sixteen games, whatever? Like that's crazy. But I I do wonder what's going to happen with him. That's a that's a good that's a good point. And then you got the that game against the Bengals where it didn't feel like. It didn't feel like they had any shot. <laughs> like, like, I was going into that game. I had zero expectation. If they would have won, that would have been great. But I'm also watching it thinking, eh, probably not going to happen.
1: It was giving me vibes, though, of kind of like that Colts game where it was like the Colts, I like, kind of dictated the entire game. And then, but like, they're hanging, the Raiders are just hanging around. And I was like, yeah. if they score here, do they go for two? Uh. Yeah. But it didn't happen. I thought for sure that had enough time. I hate, since we're talking about that game, that last sequence. Uh, why did they spike it? Just, I I know the broadcast, Drew Brees and Mike Tirico on it for NBC, and Drew's like, okay, you got to spike it here. I was like, do you? You no. have 30 seconds left. Like, why waste it down there? Like, like try to get a quick slant or something. Just something like, I don't know, get get an extra five yards, which ended up being crucial because they had a penalty, and just that's ultimately what killed them was all those penalties. is just every single offensive lineman, it seemed like, with a holding call. So... Just frustrating. You don't throw it to your best playmaker, Darren Waller, in that situation at the goal line. You throw it to Zay Jones, who was double covered, just never had a chance. So yeah. it was it was a frustrating ending to what was a successful season to me. But yeah, it's going to be interesting, Steve, because that leads us to what we're at now. Like head coach, by the way, uh, as we're talking right now, Brian Dable. Uh, offensive coordinator for the Bills, looking like he's going to be the uh, New York Giants head coach per uh, Jay Glazer and others. Really? That's another one off the board. I know Brian Flores was rumored there that he was having a lot of uh, talks with the Giants. Um, but that's now Broncos, Bears, and Giants mm-hmm. who have their head coaching vacancies filled. So you got uh, Hackett yep. um, with the Broncos, the Packers OC, uh, Eberflus. Am I pronouncing that correct? I believe yes, correct. Or, uh, the chief, the Colts DC is
0: now the coach. Actually, really quick, did did you hear about that? By the way, their No. New, their new GM is Poles? Ryan Ryan Poles. Yeah, and forward you forward have Eberflus, whose name is Matt Eberflus. Now, one of the people or one of the ladies, I think she's ninety six years old. She's a part of the family, the Haas family that owns the Bears. I believe that's there. I, I think it's the Haas family, or am I am I off on that? I, I think I'm actually off on that. I'm going to delete this part. But uh, hold on. she said, and this is this is no joke. I saw this from a reporter on Twitter. She said that they had Ryan Pace as the GM, and Matt, and Matt Nagy as their head coach. They hired two guys named Ryan and Matt, so that she is used to having. Two guys named Ryan and Matt as their head coach and their GM. I saw a report, and it and it seemed it it seemed legit. I, I'm normally pretty good at digging out whether it's satire or not. This wasn't satire. It's
1: got to be tongue in cheek. I don't believe that, but that's hilarious if that is the case. <laughs> I'm telling it's, you. I'm telling uh, you. It's the Hallis the Hallis family.
0: Hallis. The Hallis family. Excuse yeah. me. The so Virginia are.
1: Hallis McCaskey who's like a billion years old. Still the owner.
0: But um, they are going to possibly hire Pep Hamilton as their offensive coordinator, who was a quarterback and passing game coordinator in in Houston for a while. So he might be pretty good. Um, but I'd be. Uh, but keep going. Sorry, I had I had to get a little sidetracked there because dude, <laughs> if
1: that's real, I know. Hilarious, <laughs> hilarious. Um, that's so Bears too.
0: Before we get into the head coaches for the Raiders, who we want, all the reports. Let's just focus on the Broncos for a second. AFC West rival. Nathaniel Hackett is their new head coach, just had his presser today, and he said that he's going to try and compete with Matt LaFleur to be the sexiest head coach in the NFL, and this dude's like the most normal-looking bald guy you could ever imagine. Looks like an NFL head coach. Pretty funny, all tongue-in-cheek. Um, do you think that it's a done deal now that Aaron Rodgers is going to be in Denver and now the Raiders are have to are going to have to face twice a year Justin Herbert, Patrick Mahomes and now Aaron Rodgers.
1: I just have a hard time why would Aaron Rodgers want to come to this division? Like that's mm-hmm. the thing like I'm having a hard time wrapping my head around. Right. And he still has he sells a year left on his deal, right? So he'd have to get traded. Yeah. Um so I, I mean that's why, like, even like the whole like if you could just go to the Raiders or anything like that, like I just this division is so hard. Like, I don't and they could could be coming to the division with the Super Bowl champs. Like the Chiefs could go and win it again this year. And it's just like, why would you want to come here? You have a better shot where he at where he is, right? I mean Vikings, right. they're mediocre. Bears stink and the Lions are perpetual losers. Like why like where else, if you're if you're gonna go somewhere else, it's because the, the upgrades are so much better. Now Defense, obviously, better in Denver. He's played in cold, so he's used to the weather, obviously. The offensive weapons, okay. Jerry Judy, uh Patrick.
0: Cortland Sutton.
1: Sutton. Sutton mm-hmm. uh, Javante like, Williams, the Corkin, running back, he's good. Uh, Noah Fant. Yeah, they have good players, but, like, Devontae Adams is, like, the number one wide receiver in the league. Like, he's right. really, like, he's really good. So, I guess – you get a more plethora of, of above-average players than you do at Green Bay with Valdez, Scantling, Lazard, and all those guys. I just—it comes down to just like Tom Brady left to a way easier division. Granted, the Saints were in there too, and he lost to them a couple times um, with Drew Brees, but ultimately they won against him in the playoffs, so it didn't matter. But that's what you have to look at when you're leaving. Like, am I really going to a situation where I'm going to succeed? The AFC's loaded, dude. Like compared to the NFC, I was just looking at this. Look at the quarterbacks. Who's the Think best about quarterback it. in the NFC? Right now, like right now, it's Aaron Rodgers and Tom Brady. We don't know if they're going to stay there, though. No, I wouldn't be shocked no. if either of them retired. Like Aaron are, Rodgers maybe, but Tom could right be now,
0: right now in the AFC, we are seeing a manifestation of what we're really what we're used to right now, which is a regular rotation of four to five quarterbacks who are always there deep into the playoffs. What you just saw in the divisional round was Joe Burrow up against Ryan Tannehill. Ryan Tannehill, you can ask from that conversation. But you also got Josh Allen and Patrick Mahomes. You can expect three out of those four guys to be involved in the play. You're going to think they can make the playoffs every single season just because of how good they are. The only guy you're really leaving out is Justin Herbert. And then you could still continue to go down the list. And there's even better AFC quarterbacks, or not even better, but there's still some decent quarterbacks yeah, Lamar, there.
1: Lamar Jackson, I mean, he was injured for most of the year, so they, he couldn't do anything. He's a league MVP. They say what you will about his passing and all that sort of stuff and whether you believe in him in the future, but he's a damn good quarterback. He didn't make it. Um, so, yeah, dude, There's it's just the AFC's loaded. And you look at over at the NFC, Matt Stafford, he might... <laughs> Can yeah. he be the best quarterback in the NFC if Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers were to just retire or leave? Like
0: yeah, pretty but my, here, Here's my question, though. Are you just totally taking Aaron Rodgers to the Raiders off the table? Mm. Because they're, they're most likely going to franchise tag Devontae Adams. That's that's the that's probably what's gonna happen with the Packers, but he could still threaten to hold out, which we've seen players do. And you know if he does hold out, would you want to still franchise tag him anyway? I don't know, but I think it all depends. If they think Jordan Love is their number one guy, then they're good. Like they're fine. They're not gonna they're they're not gonna trade Rodgers to the to to the Raiders for Carr and bring in Carr to be the backup. Like that's just not gonna happen, especially with the money that he's gonna command. But if Ad- Devontae Devonte Adams is gone and they don't think Jordan Love can be their starter. I'm not ruling it off the table that Derek Carr could possibly u- be used as a trade piece to go to the Packers. I'm, I'm, uh, right now, very unlikely. Highly unlikely. But if things with Devontae Adams over there in Green Bay start to sour... Hell, I mean, there's a possibility that it doesn't happen, and Devontae Adams goes to the Raiders. That's even better, I think, for for our circumstance. Yeah, but no, yeah. I don't. I, I'm I'm about. I'd say I'm seventy percent out of it with Rogers, but there's still thirty percent of me which is saying uh, maybe eighty 80%, percent, maybe eighty is a more fair percentage to put it. But I'm still thinking ah, Rogers to the Raiders was a conversation we were having, and it was a real conversation, and now it's just done. I don't know. I don't know. That's kind of what
1: I'm thinking too. It's like, I, I get it that the Broncos defense is way better than Raiders. And they have all these nice pieces. Like, but if you're telling me you get Rogers and then potentially Devante too, like on this team with Darren Waller, and Hunter Renfro is a solid number two, just add a draft uh, offensive lineman or Mm -hmm. free agents for one. Like I'd rather play in Vegas in the warm desert in a nice dome than what I've been playing in the last 15 years. Right. Right, like, like I remember, I saw a quote from a couple of years ago, like Roger saying, like the home field advantage at Lambeau, and it's just like, oh, it's just great. I'm like, it's clearly not helping you. Like he hasn't played there; he hasn't played well there. Like he played he like shit. He played yeah, like he shit. ever since has been awful. He's like seven to nine at Lambeau, correct? Yeah, in the playoffs, something like that. So it's, I'd ra- I'd much rather go to a dome in Allegiant Stadium in Vegas, where there's the glitz and glamour, than Denver, like or anything like that. Denver. Definitely worked for Peyton Manning in his personality, family man. But Aaron Rodgers feels more Vegas
0: to me, man. I don't know. Maybe that's just me. Rodgers to Vegas. That'd be that'd be insane. That'd be insane. But I'm just saying, man, not going to throw it off the table. Hell, even Bill Barnwell on ESPN when he was talking about future quarterbacks uh, in Green Bay, he said number one is Jordan Love. Like, that's the number one option. But his second option was Derek Carr. And he said it's most likely not going to happen, but hell, if you throw in Carr, maybe a draft pick or two, that guy, you, you'd advantage there for the Packers. Raiders get Aaron Rodgers in return. I really wouldn't be mad at that. I wouldn't be mad at that. But look, that's a massive hypothetical. And if that does happen, we're probably going to have a four-hour-long podcast the entire time where we're just screaming our heads off. But we do have to see who's going to be the next head coach and GM. And we've gotten multiple reports. At first we thought, all right, Jim Harbaugh and this dude from Indianapolis, Ed Dodds, were going to be the tag team because they'd worked previously with the Raiders together. Uh, Ed Dodds was within the front office and Jim Harbaugh was the quarterback's coach at the time back in 2003. So those were the front runners. Then we got the reports that Dave Ziegler, Dave, not Brad Ziegler. I definitely made that mistake. (laughs) Dave Ziegler and Josh McDaniels, both from the Patriots. Uh, Josh McDaniels, we're we're recording this on a Friday, and we're uh, going to hear the interview tomorrow uh, is Saturday, so we'll wait to see what happens there. Um, Gerard Mayo, also in the run, linebackers coach in New England. Uh, but how do you feel, Spadoni, out of those options so far, how do you feel about the possible next Raiders head coach and GM?
1: Yeah. Um, <laughs> that was my Lumberg there from office. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Yeah. You are wearing a dress shirt right now with a white collar and suspenders, and you are <laughs> leaning on a cubicle with a coffee mug with yeah. big glasses. What? I'm going to need you to come in tomorrow.
1: Come in on Sunday, too. That would be great. Thanks.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, but I don't know. I've been – because I've, I've. it's sounding more and more like it could be McDaniels is the guy that Mark Davis really wants. There's been a lot of flirting, according to reports back and forth with these two parties. Mm-hmm. And McDaniels and Ziegler are a package deal, it sounds like, so Ed Dodds would be out of the way. Yeah. Um, so I don't know how to feel about this McDaniels. It's not, if you're looking at Raiders, Twitter and people on there, it's not a very popular pick because of what happened with his days in Denver, the implosion there, him and the Colts, uh, who got wet feet. I don't know different reports, but it didn't look good when he backed out at the last second, when he was supposed to be their next head coach. So there's that as you can do that with the Raiders, if that happens, I doubt it. Um, I doubt that would be a second thing where it happened again. So listen, He's a really good offensive coach. I'm not saying he's not. He's obviously very well thought of around the NFL circles by other coaches and other members of the media. He's a really sharp offensive mind. Tom Brady, I mean, these guys won six Super Bowls together. Like, mm-hmm. he's clearly very good yeah. at what he does. His first year at the Patriots, by the way, was the year of the tuck roll and all that, which is funny uh, wow. how things work. He's in a full circle. Yeah, full circle, seriously. But – if your key is to make this offense go, which it needs to, because you're in a division with Patrick Mahomes and the Kansas City Chiefs and Andy Reid and Eric Bieniemy, who somehow hasn't gotten an interview yet, which is weird. I haven't seen Very strange. It's very strange. Um, that's a conversation for another day. But the Los Angeles Chargers, high-powered offense, Broncos, they're not going to wait around. They, they have the pieces to be a high-powered offense if so they just need a quarterback. So they're always scary. So you need an offensive coach. I think that's the plan. I think that's what we discussed. Um, Not a defensive-minded guy, but you want someone to work that can work with someone you trade for, maybe an Aaron Rodgers, or with Derek. And it would seem to me if McDaniels was the guy, he would be coming here because of Derek, and he thinks highly of him. That's the only way I see that. And that would be good for him, obviously. I'm sure Derek would be happy about that. Probably will get an extension. So we'll see. Um, I wasn't as mad as I was hearing about it yesterday, but I'm still not thrilled of um, just the name and what the baggage. Maybe he's matured. Maybe he has. It's been a long time. It's possible. He was super young when he got the job. What was he? 33 or something like that. He's in his yeah. mid-40s now, so maybe he's matured. He's clearly worked and done well in the Patriot system. His record is speaks for itself, but – Patriots assistant scare me Steve that's worked with Belichick like other than Bill O'Brien no one's really been successful right like Mangini, sure, Mangini good. went to the playoffs I think once with the Jets maybe Vrabel never technically was an assistant with him he was just a former player so I don't count him under there yeah so I don't know it's uh it's, it's definitely a risky pick but Mark Davis likes that he McDaniels is a name. I will say that. Like he gives credibility. He's not a Kevin uh Kellen Moore, um, an eber fluce or a Nathaniel Hackett. McDaniels is a legit name that could garner interest from other uh players around the league that could make this a free agent destination.
0: Yeah. Yep. Yeah. So my first uh my first reaction, my my initial reaction when I saw McDaniels, hard pass.
1: <laughs> yeah.
0: that was my first reaction to it because he just strikes me as that dude like you said and do we know how he's going to be as a head coach we know he's a good coordinator but there's a there's a difference and if he does get hired as a head coach there's going to be that sort of question and and uh that skeptic uh that skepticism i was about to call it skeptability that skepticism That kind of has plagued Kyle Shanahan for a lot of his time as a 49ers head coach, which is, I think he's a good coordinator, good with the X's and O's, not a good head coach. Well, he's proven a lot of people wrong, and Josh McDaniels could easily prove me wrong. But then you do a little bit of searching, and you you, you go and listen to some of the players. Brandon Marshall, of course, (laughs) formerly with the Broncos, got traded to Miami, butted heads with Josh McDaniels. He has his... Well, he, he does a lot of good things for athletes, actually. He has this company called I Am Athlete, which focuses on uh the athlete's mental health, and they have sit-downs with him and Ocho Cinco, and they bring former players, and it, it's really cool, actually. They, they open up a lot to him. And I just saw a video earlier where it was, I think his name's DJ Williams. He was a linebacker for the Broncos, and they were in a playoff game against the Patriots, I believe, and he knew tom brady's tendencies because he saw these little things that like when his feet were parallel to the lineman you knew it was going to be a pass every single time when his foot was off center you knew it was going to be a run every time because when they when he did go into a into a run play with his feet parallel it's because the guard stepped on his toe so he put his toe back and that's how he knew that tom brady was going to go for a pass and then the rest is is history so it's little things like that where he's just saying i was never more prepared for a game than when i was with josh mcdaniels so it makes you think like damn that's pretty cool to hear from a former player but the reality is we don't know we don't know, and who knows what's going to happen with Mark Davis. I mean, if, you know, McDaniels has the meeting with them and shits on the lettuce wraps at P.F. Chang's, then Mark Davis is probably like, look, I'm you're not the guy. You're just not the guy. You don't like the lettuce wraps at P.F. Chang's. What's wrong with you? You know? yeah tough you gotta get those what was the the dessert menu those like fried banana egg roll things or whatever Mm -hmm. those are delicious with the ice don't say anything bad about pf chains you probably I don't think that's a
1: spot anymore per i think vic tafer was i think tweeting about it a couple weeks ago he has a new spot that he did not reveal because but no i think he took a lot of flack so it's he may still go to pf chains but it's not his new every maybe got a little classy or someplace maybe sparrows and uh
0: yeah, <laughs> no, no. I, I was thinking Johnny Rockets, maybe <laughs> or Red Robin. Maybe a oh, Red Robin. Any any go. sort of chained restaurant. But I mean, is it is it really just McDaniels or Bust? Is that where we're at now? I mean yeah. I don't <laughs> know. The reports all seem to think that this is a really important interview that
1: it's not done yet, but if things go well, it could be, move fast. So
0: we'll see. Um or could this be Bill Belichick's way of just looking into the Raiders organization and having Josh McDaniels be his mole and go and find out what's going on there. That's, that was the reports when he was going to be the head coach of the Colts, was, hey, go find out all their secrets and see what they want from you and come back here, totally scam on them, and you'll be fine. Like, yeah, I wonder if I think, that's happening again. If I, I would worry about a ten, if,
1: if you're worrying about a 10 and seven Raiders team that just lost its head coach and number one wide right receiver. I think we got bigger <laughs> issues. Maybe, maybe worry about not getting blown out against Buffalo and Josh Allen, who's mm. going to crush you for the next decade in your division. So mm. maybe worry about that. But I don't think that's the case. Um, I don't know. Like, I, it, it just sucks. I think if you're a fan and you are so just dead set on Jim Harbaugh and all those rumors and he was getting you juice, but you had guys like Vic Tafer saying pump the brakes of the right. athletic playing, pump the brakes. This is a lot more fluff um, style than substance, uh, if you will. So I don't know. Going from Harbaugh to McDaniels might be a punch in the gut for a lot of Raider fans, but um, the guy, I really actually want them to take a look at. And I don't think I've interviewed yet is Brian Flores. Like, I know we were talking about we want an offensive coach, but if we were to hire a defensive coordinator, I think Flores would be that guy. He's like, look what he did with that Dolphins team. That uh, Okay, uh, Waddle's legit. Tua stinks. I'm just Uh going to say that. Tua's not good. And Brian Flores was the guy that wanted Deshaun, and I think that's why he ended up getting fired because the GM, obviously Tua was the GM's guy. Forget his name. Um, but Steven Ross, I think, is the owner there at Miami Uh and has the GMs back, and that's why Flores had to get bounced. But, listen, he gives that swagger to the defense, which has just played so well, and I feel like if you just get the right offensive coordinator, this could be a perfect pairing. I think Flores is a young guy, swagger, he fits Vegas. I think he'd be fit perfect here, but, again, that's the Patriot. Another Patriot guy, so we'll see. We'll see, but, honestly, I don't know anything about the GMs. Like I don't I'm not gonna pretend like I know anything about Ziegler Z- or Dodds. I'm not like I knew he's part of the, been part of the Patriots organization for a while. Patriots, by the way, I feel like stink at the draft and whiff almost all the time in the first round. Like who's the last guy that they've like hit on in the first round, am I mistaken? Uh, Kill like, well, Harry stinks. Well, yeah, prior to Tony Michelle was a reach,
0: right? To, prior a, to this season, I don't think it was very good. Let me take a look at let me take a look. And he's not they... the GM
1: there. He's obviously that's like Bill Belichick. And he's right. He's the scout, like, like director of scouting and all that.
0: Right. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, they took Mac Jones, obviously in the first uh, round, Sorry,
1: yeah, obviously. And, uh, and Mac's good. He's a solid player. Like he's, he's yeah. good.
0: But. Yeah. Um, I, I do wonder for GMs. I agree with you. Like who, how much do we really know? I mean, if we're going to go off people who we know, then if we're going to go off like the Mike Mayock template, then we'd both want Lewis Riddick. We'd be pounding our fists at the table for Lewis Riddick as the GM if we're going off who we know. But we do have the requirements that we'd want in a GM, though, and I know you do. I got a couple of my own. Is there anything that you want this new GM to do that the previous GM, Mike Mayock, couldn't do? Actually, you know what? We haven't even talked. Since he was let go, what was your reaction when Mike Mayock got let go from the Raiders? Um, that's a good point. We didn't even bring that up. It's been it's been a little <laughs> while,
1: so that just goes to show how much has happened in this Raiders season. It's nuts. It's like, oh yeah, Mike Mayock's gone. That's, that that kind of just got slid under the door. Uh, Listen, yeah. um, I think I would have understood what if a lot of fans, which they which rightfully so, would wanted to have at least one more year, but that mm-hmm. wasn't going to happen. I think I think Davis wanted the clean house, and clearly that's what's happening. Um, yeah. And we'll never know um, who was Gruden's guy, who was a Mayock guy, that sort of thing.
0: That's going to be the eighth um, wonder of the world for exactly.
1: me. Exactly. We'll never know. I'll say this for Mayock. He hit a lot in the later rounds, which is where you make your money. Yeah. Um, you hit Renfro. You hit Max Crosby. Um, your free agent acquisitions were hits. Nate Hobbs, you hit on him. Great. Nate Hobbs is another one. He's been great. Trayvon Merrick played every single snap. Other, I think, pretty much this year, he was awesome. Mm-hmm. So he did have some hits, but you look at the reaches and the glaring one that just you kept seeing every day this year, and it happened in the playoff game. Alex Leatherwood, man, yeah, God, just. I know you Flustered. switched his position. It's very frustrating. He just he looked young, and maybe he'll get better. We've talked about this. Colton Miller didn't have the best rookie year. Offensive lineman sometimes takes a little more time, so he might get better. But The penalties are just killer. Damon Arnett, bust. He's a chief now for some weird reason. Really? Uh, Henry Ruggs, Henry, yeah, he got, they got signed to the practice squad, I believe. That makes um, so much sense. They love character guys in KC, as you know. Yeah, so, yeah, yeah. Uh, <laughs> High
0: character individuals high character. on that
1: team. Yeah. Um, Henry Ruggs... Obviously, you know what happened there. I don't think that was a bad draft pick by any means, but still goes down as an L because of what happened. Yeah. Um, you look back at Jonathan Abram, not looking like a great pick. Josh Jacobs is hurt half the time. Yes, he's a pro bowler, but can you trust him? And he's a line. He's a running back. The value just wasn't there late in the first round. So, I mean, Cleo Furrell, don't even get me started. The very first pick of the Mayock regime. Cleo yeah. Furl, ugh. I do. I I almost, I'm I'm sorry. Just so many of those picks, just, it's just, you can defend the later round picks, but I just, I can't defend the the heavy whiffing at the first round is just awful.
0: I don't think that this GM is going to have the same type of pressure that Mike Mayock had. Mike Mayock comes in. It's, Hey, you're given a bunch of these draft picks. Go do something with it. Try and replace Khalil Mack. Try, try and make this team better. Even though we just gave up one of the worst trades in the history of the team, please, Mike, do it through the draft, free agency. You know what? John Gruden's going to take care of that. John Gruden seemed to be the one that was always high on those guys, like Marcus Joyner and Tyrell Williams. Antonio Brown was another guy that he was excited about. Martavis
1: Bryant, don't sleep Mart- on that third round. Pick Martavis
0: Bryant, another one. Third rounder. One. <laughs> so, um you know Mike Mayock's first GM job didn't really get uh wasn't in a good situation there the one thing that i want to see um as we kind of move on to that question though other than you know this guy can draft well and he's a good talent evaluator all those things but can you find the Darren Waller types the guys who maybe have fallen out of favor with their respective teams, whoever it is, but still have potential to do something. Now I'm not saying it has to be the same, uh, the same type of player that Taron Waller is. Cause the dude's a superstar. I don't think I'm not expecting that, but just low value, high character, good players that can fill in certain roles for this team because they have a lot of good players. Now it remains to be seen whether they get Casey Hayward as a free agent. He's a free agent this year. And, uh, hopefully they bring him back. He definitely did enough. And um, I don't know, maybe Gus Bradley has something to do with that. Uh, and if Gus Bradley goes, then who knows with Casey Hayward. But it looks like they got pieces. So I guess the only requirement that I have, I don't know with a name. I don't know who. But as long as they can get a cheap but high ceiling type of guy, if if, if they could do that, then that's the way you're going to have to build this team. It's not going to be through the draft where you're just getting a stock load of players. Now you have that in place um, with those guys. That, that's all I'm asking for from this GM. Sure, they need to draft well, but I I want them stop to stop reaching in the guys. first round. Please, yes. for the
1: love of God, make a normal draft pick.
0: Oh, oh gosh! That's all and, I'm asking for. Please, a- anyone who's in a top five mock draft at their position. Pick one of those guys in the top five. Pick Seriously. one of those guys, please.
1: I hate think, Gruden, just think he's the smartest, trying to outsmart everyone. No, picking dumb picks. Yeah. Value. It's all about value in the first round.
0: Mm-hmm. Like,
1: oh, I, I, this is what we have this great on him. Great. No one else has that great on him. So draft him later. Like, I, I, that's just one thing. I get my hopes up every draft. Maybe this year we'll finally be different. So I don't know, but. Mm that's going to be another interesting thing. This draft, what they're going to take. That's a couple months down the road. Kid yeah, got to wait for that, but yeah, got to get a head coach and GM first. And who, who are you looking for? Steve? Who's, who's
0: your wish list still? Is it Harbaugh still? If you, it's it is Harbaugh. Yeah. Harbaugh's the number one guy. Number two, Mike McDaniel. You know that, you know that really? Yeah. Wow. Yeah. I don't not, think he's not, I think Ryan still has to interview, not for his, acumen as an offensive coordinator. Mike Jones, okay. <laughs> but purely for Mike McDaniel being so damn funny at the podium and I'd watch his press conferences every single week for the chaos. It's a very selfish move, Joe. Okay. It, it's not for the team. This is a it's a personal matter. Fair I think enough. Jim Harbaugh would be the best hire for the team. I think this dude knows how to build a culture i um, not sure about Mike McDaniel. Mike McDaniel is probably going to have the most chill locker room of all time. He's going to have all these dudes. It's going to be the most sarcastic locker room that you've ever seen in your life. Every press conference, it's going to be like, whoa, were you, in our, were, you in our, were you in the meeting that we just had when we <laughs> just drew all that up on the whiteboard? Were you in there? Do you have a nanny cam? Huh? No? Okay. He's going to turn that in. That's what he's going to turn his team into wherever he goes. Right now, I think he's the... He's the one out of the two favorites for the Miami job. If he gets that Miami job, I can't wait. He's going to get a head coaching job somewhere. But in the end, we don't know anything. And Josh McDaniels, the name, I'm not going to say, oh yeah, automatic failure, done. There's no chance that he's going to be a good head coach just because of his time in Denver. That's very unfair to him, but it does not inspire a ton of confidence. It just feels like another very Raider-esque type of hire.
1: It, I will say it's funny. I, I was looking at like what are the Patriots fans looking at? I like to look at the reaction from like Patriots media and stuff like that. They don't like him Excitement. Le- moving on. Excitement. They want him to be the next guy to take over for Belichick, it sounds like. And I don't think Mike McDaniel wants to wait, uh or Josh McDaniel, sorry, I gotta confuse Mike McDaniels. <laughs> uh, I don't think Josh McDaniels uh wants to wait around and take over the Patriots. I don't think that's in the cards. And it's interesting, he's only interviewing with the Raiders. That's the thing. Like this, I think this is his only team where he looks at, I could win early. That's And that's a positive, I guess, if you look at it that way. Like, he looks at Derek Carr and says, I can win with this guy. The offense is in place. We got some pieces. Uh, just need to add some offensive linemen. They got uh, a little uh, white guy at slot receiver that oh, I can work with. I saw with. Ted Wynn tweet that for the Athletic, too. He's like, we all know the reason he's coming here is for Hunter Renfro. Got to get those white wide receivers. Edelman 2.0, baby. Yeah. yeah. Hey, by the way, I mean – since we're running down here towards the end, obviously we did the season are agree. Who do you got in the NFC and AFC championships? Huh? Who do you like
0: in this weekend? It's gonna be interesting. I, truly I kinda be- like both underdogs. I truly believe this. I don't like I don't like both underdogs. I like one of them. And that underdog that I like is the Niners. Yeah. Uh, I think we're gonna see another rematch of twenty nineteen. Ugh
1: <laughs> the Raider fans worst nightmare, too, right? <laughs>
0: Ugh. yeah 49ers or Chiefs who are you picking and then anytime someone asks a Raider fan who do they want to do who they want to win in the Ty. Super Bowl that that Raider fan says they want Bain to come out onto the field and say that this whole stadium is going down you could feel free to exit your seats appropriately like that's what Raider fans are thinking but yeah I really I, I do believe that I think the Bengals are going to cover though take the Bengals in the points plus seven I like that but yeah. i think the 49ers are going to win out right there's there's something to it 6 and 0 McC- shanahan versus McVay. there's a reason 6 and 0 is no joke that win loss record i'm taking seriously not jimmy Garoppolo's. i'm not taking that seriously but that win loss record 6 and 0 yeah i think there's something there yeah you yeah,
1: i think um i like the niners i put i put real money on the niners uh the money mm-hmm. line um and then I got – yeah, I got the Chiefs big. I think they're going to destroy the Bengals, actually. You got them to come the Bengals. I think the Chiefs are hitting their stride. It's very scary. I can see the Chiefs defensive line starting to eat up Burrow. And Burrow, I think they can hang around a while, but I wouldn't be shocked to see the, Bangle, or the Chiefs pull away like in the fourth um, – early in the fourth quarter.
0: Did you uh, see the mic'd up of Travis Kelsey in that final game against the Bills? No. So – I did not want to watch Travis Kelsey talk. Well, I mean, I, I know. I know. It, I, I hate I, watch I just I hate the cheese so much. I understand. But there was a moment where he, toward the end of the game, when it was him and Tyreek, those were the two guys that Patrick was, uh, that Mahomes was uh, was paying attention to. Oh, are
1: you talking about the I'll go to you, Patrick? Uh, The seams open. I did see that. You're right. It was
0: it it was that, but it was also a play before where it was going to be a screen pass to Tyreek, and Travis Kelsey is telling him which way to run because this dude is going to go this way. I'm going to block him with this angle. So if you go this way. You're gonna have an open lane, and you're gonna be able to go wherever you want. Just yeah, follow exactly me. That's exactly
1: what happened. Yeah. And
0: it's crazy because it it had me think that's what the Raiders faced earlier in the season. And the Raiders, they were able to remain competitive for against these guys. Not not this year necessarily, but in the past couple of years, they've been okay against the Chiefs and in, in Kelsey. But also, they've gotten. They've gotten crushed. It's just I couldn't help but think that's what the Raiders have had to face. They're just a bad a
1: matchup. They're just a bad matchup, and that's the thing too. Like uh, with McDaniel's, if he comes in, like you, you'd expect this offense to start scoring more in the red zone, which has been like they just can't do. Yeah, uh, seemingly and. Patriots obviously have one of the highest red zone touchdown percentages. So, yeah, we'll see Steve Uh, by next time uh, next week. uh, We could have a new head coach and GM. Who knows?
0: Oh boy. I hope we do just get this out of the way. So we know just so we can stop guessing, but if it doesn't happen, it's going to make things much more interesting next week. All right, Joe, anything else? You good?
1: I'm good, Steve. I'm good. Let's uh, enjoy the weekend. It's been a long week.
0: Um, And we'll see. We'll see. I know you have an opinion on this type of thing, but I tweeted this out, or I quote tweeted something from The Ringer, because The Ringer's all about pop culture. What's the best Pop-Tart f- flavor? Uh, I like the OG
1: strawberry, just the original But I'm not a huge Pop-Tart guy. Uh, I never really had a lot of Pop-Tarts. That was really? Key- yeah, I'm one of ten children, as you know, Stephen. Pop-Tart's a little more expensive,
0: so... <laughs> Yeah, yeah. If you if if you grabbed a if you had to grab a box of pop tarts for the gone Sikodi. in two seconds
1: at my house. Yeah, <laughs> not, Sikodi not Sikodi even close. Yeah.
0: We had got ga- three
1: gallons of milk in our fridge and lots of cereal. Have some. Have a bowl of honey nut cheerios. There you go. Oh
0: my god! You guys had to buy like six of those big ass bags from the grocery store, like of Lucky Charms or whatever. Oh, the
1: big ones. Yeah, those the 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 plastic the, the ones that are like cheaper but like you get the huge quantity oh yeah yes Purple, baby let's go
0: yes that's the one that i used to get anyway i couldn't yeah, imagine sure. what it was like with the spedoni clan and knowing you seeing you just pound an entire tupperware thing full of pasta in the middle of a show i can imagine oh, yeah. the spedoni clan <laughs> can put some food away that's all i yeah dude that's all you would do is eat i just ate cereal for breakfast lunch and dinner all the time
1: <laughs> big cereal guy wow
0: Yeah, I didn't even think about that. wow. What an ending to the podcast. Steven Mm -hmm. Langford, Joe Spadoni. Have a great weekend, everyone. Thanks so much for tuning in to Black Hole Sundays. The season didn't end the way that we wanted to, but you know what? That regime that they created, it's over. Long live Rich Passaccia. He'll always be loved in uh, Raiderville. And you never know. He could still be the Raiders head coach for all we know. All right, that's going to do it for us. Have a great weekend, everybody.